This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit healthlock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's healthlock.com. Now, if I were from Texas, I might say he's Donald Trump is scared as a cat at the dog pound. But since I'm from New York, I put it this way. We're scaring the living hell out of him. And we're just starting right now. Oof. Wow, he's like a charisma black hole. <laughs> he, he not only has no charisma, he sucks charisma out of other people. That hurt me. That was uh, do, terrible. Do we have the other one that at least is better delivered that yeah, we've been playing on the jackass one? Yeah, it reminds me of Sam Rayburn saying that you might know. Any jackass can kick down a barn. But it takes a good carpenter to build one. That, that betrays either a, a gross lack of knowledge about jackasses, barns, or both. <laughs> You'd need a gigantic jackass, a tiny barn. Or, 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 or a barn both. that is not up to code. We're right. Not up to anybody's code. What is, what's going on here? Lon He Chen is the David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, also Director of Domestic Policy Studies at Stanford University, host of the podcast Crossing Lines with Lon He Chen. Lon He, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm fine. I'm just trying to find some charisma and all that. And this oh, en- that this, was... this entire lead up you heard from us is very similar to what you get on Face the Nation, isn't it? This sort of conversation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, this has been the, the issue with Bloomberg all along, I think. You know, I mean, the reason why he is not the presumptive favorite of the establishment is precisely because of the two clips you just played. Oh, really? I mean, well, I, I think so. I mean, look, I mean, look at all the things objectively, right? The guy's got a ton of money. He's willing to put a lot more of it into the race. He's had a, a pretty good record as, 
as mayor of New York, with the exception of the whole stop and frisk controversy, which is I, it's a big deal to some in the Democratic Party. I get that. But if you look at the guy's record, what's pretty clear is he's probably the only Democrat who's going to be able to attract the support of anyone, you know, in the center or center right. So the establishment should love this guy. I think the challenge is that he just, as you've, as you've said, he has zero charisma. Now, we have been pronouncing that it seems clear the establishment has gotten behind the guy, judging by... You know, the the MSNBCs and CNNs of the world, a con- couple of guys from the Congressional Black Caucus coming out and saying, yeah, don't worry about that racial stuff. He's fine. We love him. Uh, so are you saying they're 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 not latching on to him or just taking a cautious look or where do you think it stands? I, I think they're cautiously, you know, he's kind of like the the you know, the thing you've got in your back pocket in case everything sort of goes goes badly. It is here's someone who could be credible. It is going and, badly. And, well that, <laughs> maybe maybe it's time to break the glass. I, I mean I think look, I think there's still some discomfort with him for a variety of different reasons. You know, the stop and frisk piece is one of it. I think I think the the fact that he is somebody who is perceived as being, you know, willing to spend whatever it takes at a time when the party itself, uh, you know, seems to be be trying to take a more populist route. I think for all these reasons, he hasn't been fully embraced. But you're right. You, the reason you're seeing more and more positive information flow on him is precisely because, you know, I think the Democratic establishment wants a place to go when Biden doesn't perform the way that Biden, you know, thought he would. And, and you know, arguably we're there. I, I think South Carolina and Nevada will be telling. Um, I don't think you're going to see any large scale movement until after South Carolina. Fair enough. We'll wait and see then. Hey, uh, any comment on the William Barr telling the president to stop tweeting story we were talking about in the last segment? I mean, it's obviously a, a notable thing for an attorney general to essentially <clears throat> send a rhetorical shot across the president's bow. And a threat to resign, it sounded like to us. Well, you know, I think a couple of things. First of all, Barr, Barr happens to be right, which is that, you know, he's he's got to do a job. And, you know, I think the president is probably making it a little harder for him to do that job well with all of the commentary and tweeting. That aside, I think it is quite remarkable how this kind of came out of out of left field. I mean, it seemingly came out of nowhere. It's not like Barr had given a few interviews where he was like, well, yeah, you know, maybe it's not the best thing. He just sort of came out guns blazing. And and the the speculation, the, the big question is, to what extent did he give the president a heads up? To what extent did he say to, to, to the you know, even senior White House team, look, uh, this is starting to get really hard for me. I'm going to have to say something to cover myself and to cover you know what we're trying to do um so i think that's a big question but it it was i was quite surprised not not at the fact that he said it but in the words he used the words he used were pretty sharp right well you know bill barr's career and history and everything like that he's a serious man and i don't think he appreciated anybody including the potus giving fuel, giving, uh, you know, energy to his opponents for calling him a hack. He doesn't like being right. called a hack. Right. Well, and I mean, he's he's not. If you look at his career and you look at all that he's done, he has he, he, he served a number of presidents. He's been, uh, you know, a guy who's always been well regarded. And so, you know, I do think at some level part of this is Bill Barr trying to stick up for himself a little bit. And saying, look, you know, for for all the things that the president is saying and doing, 
I'm trying my best to hold things together. Now, that may not be a credible argument. In fact, I don't think I, I think the left now is completely, uh, you know, sort of on the anti-bar bandwagon. So it doesn't really matter what Barr does at the end of the day. So that's another interesting question, which is if he wasn't going to be able to change the media narrative, why come out and do this in a way that potentially would offend President Trump? That having been said, I think part of it is Bill Barr wanting to set the record straight about himself and, right. and, and just for posterity's sake, you know. I was uh, looking at text. We got we read the Bloomberg article in GQ. I don't know if you saw that they came out yesterday. Bloomberg and GQ are two things that don't usually go together, but okay. No, yeah, I didn't. Well, they had an I article didn't. that uh, the title of it was, um, Why is Bloomberg's Sexual History Not Being Discussed? And it basically goes through right. a whole bunch of different stories that have been out there. And some of them I remembered when I was reminded of them. It's a little Trump-esque that's hanging out there. So it's going to be fun to watch that and see how it plays well, out. Yeah, and, and in a Democratic primary, that has a lot more salience than, than in a Republican primary, I'd argue, right? I mean, if you, if, if you think back to all the accusations lobbed against Trump, many of them quite serious, uh, the, the, uh, the way in which they were able or not able to gain traction in a Republican primary, I think in a Democratic primary, the context could be very different. Yeah, I would agree, although, you know, from my perspective, and I've argued this many times uh, when we discuss Trump's various sins and idiosyncrasies, is it's still a binary choice. And if I'm, for instance, a Midwestern evangelical, and I might personally be offended by Trump's conduct, and I have brought up my kids not to act that way, et cetera, et cetera, I still am looking at uh, Supreme Court nominees. I'm looking at, uh, you know, the judiciary from top to bottom. I'm looking at, you know, finally enforcing immigration policy and look i i might hold my nose and vote but i'm sure as heck not going to vote for bernie or somebody like him right and by the way the same logic might apply for a democrat sure progressive looking at looking at bloomberg and saying i don't like the stop and frisk thing i don't like the fact that he seems to be a billionaire that's out of touch i don't like blah 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 but at the end of the day, I want to beat Trump. And if I want to beat Trump and Bloomberg is willing to spend a billion dollars to beat him, well, heck, you know, that, that's a bandwagon I'm willing to jump on. So I think that that analogy is very apt. You may have missed this, but this was the most interesting punditry I saw in the last week. After the debate Friday night, Chris Matthews was on MSNBC, and he said, I want to know if Bernie is a Castro socialist or uh, a sweden socialist which is he is he with castro because if a socialist would have won when i was young i'd have been shot in central park i want to know which one he is and i thought that is an interesting uh, view by the way i chris matthews was not seen again that night on msnbc <laughs> yeah well you know it's it's a good point i don't know that people i i think the way this race is shaping up it almost doesn't matter though I mean, he, he being branded a socialist, whether you're a Castro socialist or a nice, clean Swedish socialist, I don't think it really matters. I think a socialist is a socialist is a socialist in our in our current dialogue, in our current dialogue. And, uh, you know, I think, look, Trump is going to going to make mincemeat out of the guy. So, you know, if the Democrats really want to have a shot, they got to wake up and smell a coffee, which is why Bloomberg is willing to spend a billion dollars because he believes exactly. that, too. Exactly. He ought to spend a million on a charisma transplant. Is that a thing? God, Can he go to like David Lee Roth or I don't know some <laughs> aging movie star and, and and get their charisma implanted? It's like David one of those Hasselhoff. One of, exactly. David. There's a good for instance. Yeah, he's not using it for anything good. It's like those poop transplants people get to get their digestive system going. I'll tell you what. It wouldn't be a very good look for the world's oldest democracy and most powerful country to have two billionaire old white men from the same neighborhood running against each other for president 
Yeah, well, this is the America we live in now. It's it, it, our politics. You know, it's it's gotten well past trying to predict what's going on. I mean, yeah, I, I think I, I think I told you guys I thought Biden w- was was probably going to be the nominee, and I I just it, it's staggering to me how poorly he's done. It, well, it's really staggering. And and we will uh, we will end on staggering Joe Biden as we are up against a hard <laughs> break. But Lonnie Chen uh, with the uh, Hoover Institution, Stanford University, crossing lines with Lonnie Chen. It's always too short, but it's it's great fun to talk. Lonnie will do it again soon. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, his podcast is Crossing Lines with Lonnie Chen. If you want to check that out sometime. Yeah, it's good. It's just clear-eyed realism. Um, you know, looking at politics. What he said there at the end, you got to get out of the prediction business. Yep. No precedent matters. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.